there's good, there's bad, and there's ugly when it comes to the Big Ten schedule release for Penn State football. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Seiko, bringing you all things Penn State Nittany Lions. Download the Game Time app today. Use promo code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase in the Game Time app. We're talking Big Ten Conference schedule release. We now know Penn State's conference opponents, frankly, all of their schedules. The entire full schedule for the next five years, 20, 2024 through 2028. There's good, there's bad, and there's ugly. Let me know what you're most excited for in the comments section on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Become an everydayer. Subscribe if you haven't already to wherever you get your podcast. I want to thank the everydayers for supporting this channel. Support it as well. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. But let me know what you think. I want to hear from you. This is a conversation for all of us about Penn State football. Conference schedule release next five years. Opponents you're most excited for. Schedules you have some concerns about. I'm going to bring it all to you in this episode. My takeaways from the Big Ten Conference schedule release and how it affects Penn State football. Let's start with this, just the overall reaction here to the 2024 through 2028 Big Ten schedules. I mean, like it needs to be said, it is the obvious, but Penn State's schedule gets a lot more difficult here, okay? It's it's obvious, but you took four schools, the top four schools, from the Pac-12, and you inserted them into the Big Ten. Okay, maybe you can debate, well, it's Utah, Washington State, Oregon State, right? Those teams are ranked, but I could argue that from a brand standpoint to what they're able to produce on the football field, you got the best four schools from the Pac-12, and then forget about everybody else. Oregon, Washington, USC, and UCLA are, are top, and three of them are in the top 10 right now. Two of them are getting ready to play a top 10 matchup. All three, and all three of those schools in the top 10, Washington, Oregon, and USC, are college football playoff contenders. UCLA is not a slouch either, especially with Chip Kelly, who has made a national championship game. Let people forget that with his disastrous NFL career. They got a five-star quarterback in Dante Moore who's going to be playing Big Ten football for two more seasons. But you're going from, we're talking about the strength of schedule here. For Penn State, let's compare and contrast 2024 to the present season of 2023. In 2024, you got UCLA, you got Ohio State, you got Washington, you got USC, and you got Wisconsin. Then let's sprinkle in Maryland, Purdue, Minnesota, and Illinois. Five college football playoff contenders for next season, plus teams that aren't exactly pushovers. Now, maybe Illinois, okay, maybe Illinois in this case, but it's not Northwestern, Rutgers, Indiana for next season's schedule, okay? You're replacing some of those teams with, like I said, Washington, USC, and UCLA. So compare it to this season because, sure, you play Ohio State and Michigan in a span of four weeks. That's a that's a very tra- tough stretch of the schedule. And then you got Maryland, who is more respectable this season. But those are your only two juggernauts on, on the schedule. Rutgers, Illinois, Northwestern, Indiana, the rest of them are, are not playing, not being played in 2024. 
So the schedule gets significantly harder. The, the days of going 12 and 0 in college football. So Penn State, I'd, I'd include Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, all the, all the teams that have been really successful over the past five years at least. A 12 and 0 is a thing of the past with the way the SEC, the Big Ten, and now that new formation of the Big 12 is coming to fruition. You're going to have to be more respectable of teams that go 10 and 2 and 9 and 3 because they got a tough schedule. And some of the games, the stretches back to back to back are going to be very difficult. Now, the next takeaway here, and I'm starting off with a little more the ugly side of it for Penn State football. The next one here is one of Ohio State, Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State should have been a protected rival. I don't like that Penn State doesn't have a protected rival. Sure, I understand the whole branding of, well, Penn State's unrivaled, and therefore you can't give them that protection. And I get it. It goes with the brand. But I also don't I don't like it in this case because what it means is Penn State's Big Ten schedule is just essentially a free-for-all, okay? Let's take schools that have, like Iowa, for example, have three protected rivals. And frankly, they're not good rivals. They're not good brands. They're not good schools. They don't put out good football teams every year. And then for Penn State, it's just, like I said, a free-for-all. So Penn State could have seasons, not in the next five years, but it could be down the road, Ohio State, USC, Michigan. It could just be a total cluster of the best powerhouses because you can't really predict who's going to be that the teams at the top, and Penn State doesn't have essentially schedule protection. So, And whether we like to admit it or not, these schools are – rivals some of them anyway ohio state michigan even iowa forget what happened this season penn state beating them down 31 to nothing but iowa has been a thorn in the side of penn state they have ruined some historic seasons for the nittany lions think of 2008 going to kinnick stadium think about yes yeah, the all the fake the fake injuries and everything else but two seasons ago that set penn state up for disaster i know 2021 they went seven and six but it started with the Hawkeyes when Penn State was a top five team. Going out to Kinnick has been tough. The come from behind victory with Trace McSorley, Juwan Johnson, and Saquon Barkley, like those games had not been easy. I, I understand why you can't use some of these teams because they also have more high profile protected rivalries. Let's take Ohio State with Michigan. And then you got to give Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State. And then do you want to throw Penn State in there? Like you just can't give Michigan all of the toughest games in the schedule here. But Penn State doesn't have any, and I think it's strange that Iowa has three in this case. Penn State-Iowa made the most sense to me as a protected rivalry. I know what happened this season, but Kinnick is tough, and Iowa has come in and played spoiler in Beaver Stadium before. They're one and one in whiteout games, for crying out loud. And I have not seen as much animosity from Penn State fans towards an opposing fan base like this in the past decade. So Ohio State, yes, might might have qualified here, but really, Iowa Hawkeye fans have gotten under uh, Penn State fans' skin when you think about it. There's a lot to consider here with Penn State being the unrivaled school and the no protections, but I think there are actually some more consequences from this from the benefit of the branding. Now, Penn State does get some things that do benefit them here. And I'm going to talk about some more good things in the upcoming segment. They don't have to play Ohio State and Michigan in the same season. And there's no more divisions in Big Ten football. I'm going to discuss that in just a second. First, let's hear from our sponsor of today's episode, and that is Prize Picks. And Prize Picks 
proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network as a new sponsor. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports DFS platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 pretty easily with just a few taps. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. With Prize Picks reboot policy, and this is my favorite thing because I know this has happened to some people, right? Your entries stay in play even if one of your players get hurt, one of your players get injured. For NFL games and college football, top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So what you got to do, this is all you got to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash college with promo code LockedOnCollege. PrizePicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And let's hear from another sponsor on today's episode, and that is GameTime. You got to download the GameTime app because buying tickets for your favorite sporting events should not be stressful. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for everything. Sports, music, theater, comedy, you name it. It's on the Game Time app. Game Time will give you flash deals on those last-minute tickets. You get a discount on top of getting those last-second tickets. And easy-to-find tickets and events in your area. My favorite feature, I've used the Game Time app. My favorite feature is getting the image seat view. So you get to see where you're sitting and you're not second guessing. You don't have to wonder where you're going to be at the venue. You know from the Game Time app. Game Time is the place to get those last second deals. You get exclusive flash deals, as I've mentioned, on football, basketball, baseball, hockey, concerts, comedy, theater, and everything in between. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use promo code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem promo code locked on college for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Locked On Podcast Network amps up college football coverage every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. That is every Friday across all the Locked On College YouTube channels, including this one, Locked On Nittany Lions. You can watch it live, and then wherever you get your podcast, the audio version will be right up on the channel as well, wherever you listen. That is Locked On College Football Kickoff Live, bringing you all the latest headlines, the college football playoff implications, getting you ready for Saturday's games all in one spot in a two-hour window. Locked On College Football Kickoff Live, you won't want to miss it. Okay, there's still a few more takeaways here over the next two segments. And go pick big picture in the last, but stay a little more specific here. Penn State does not play Ohio State and Michigan in the same season, and this is a big deal. If you notice, you look at the schedules for the next five years over the first four. Penn State's going to play Ohio State in 2024, 2025, and then Michigan in 2026 and 2027. I think this is a win-win in terms of schedule toughness because now you're factoring in Washington, Washington, Oregon, USC, UCLA, 
but it's also a high, it's a loss for high profile matchups. Everybody gets excited for Penn State, Michigan. Penn State USC is going to have that, but then there's the tradition to it. I like the idea of Penn State and Ohio State, frankly, over Penn State and Oregon. Okay, I get it. It's fun. It's different, but there's a little more rivalry sense. You're the proximity of where the schools are located. Penn State fans travel well, but it is easier to get to Ann Arbor than it is to get to Eugene in the state of Washington in Southern California. You get my point, uh, but you are losing that tradition. So what what's going on here is, yes, Ohio State and Michigan, respectively, in the other two years are being replaced by those schools that I named, Oregon, Washington, USC. I think the Big Ten understood that. They didn't want Penn State or, frankly, any school to really just continue, just play juggernaut after juggernaut after juggernaut. But that's where the rest of the Big Ten needs to step up and be someone's got to become that next juggernaut. Okay, Minnesota, Illinois, Northwestern, Indiana, and notice how they're all in the Big Ten West. They've all been lacking. I am personally not a fan of this. I would like to see Ohio State and Michigan in the same season. Like I said, for tradition, I think there's a more there's more of a rivalry sense. Penn State and USC are not rivals. Penn State and Oregon are not rivals. But the Wolverines and the Nittany Lions, the Buckeyes and the Nittany Lions, that's got some tradition. That's got some history to it. And you're taking away that history because of the of the dollar signs here. I think you can overlap. I understand not doing it every single year, but why can't you have Ohio State, Ohio State and Michigan, and then Michigan, vice versa, whatever, however you want to draw it up. Maybe it will change after 2028, right? This is just the first five years. But uh, you look at Ohio State. They've dominated the series. I get that. I'm not afraid to admit it, and I think that changes this season. But then there's the Michigan series, and that's not completely one-sided here. The Wolverines have had some of their dominant wins, but so has Penn State. And if you look at the series in the last 12, guess what that record is? Six to six. In the last six meetings, it's three to three. So don't assume that Penn State is being utterly dominated by the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan's made the college football playoff, but in the head-to-head meetings, they have been some close bouts, or they've been they have been lopsided in, in both ways. Now, the next takeaway from this, and this I think is just huge for the overall landscape of the Big Ten, but it also benefits Penn State as well because then there's not a traffic jam in what would be the hypothetical Big Ten East. Because I think you just basically, if you were to lump those schools from the Pac-12 into the Big Ten West, then yes, you get the traffic jam there, but the Big Ten East would still be that three-headed monster of what it is right now, Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, and one of them's going to push through, right? Well, now you can get two of them because anybody in this category loses out. What it's been over the past five, ten years even, Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State have been traditionally the three best schools in the Big Ten. Sure, there's been a little bit of Wisconsin here and there, but those three schools have been battling it out, and you can only have one East representative because you have to basically give a participation trophy to the school from the Big Ten West. No more divisions. This is the right thing to do. I wholeheartedly agree with this. You get the two best teams in the championship game. I would rather see Ohio State and Michigan twice than I would Ohio State and Iowa, Ohio State and whoever, just that lowly team from the Big Ten West. I don't want to see Michigan beat up on Iowa. I want Penn State to be in that situation. Yes, I want to see them beat up on a Big Ten West team, but do it right. Get the two best teams in the Big Ten. So if that happens to be Ohio State and Michigan, if that happens to be Ohio State and Penn State, those schools, you basically don't have to do a process of elimination to cut out one team from the East just because they come from the same part of the country, the same part of the division. 
I, I just I think that was the right thing to do. The entire Big Ten West has always been at the bottom of everything. The recruiting rankings, they never represented, they never won a Big Ten championship game when it was the East and the West. There was the leaders and the legends, and I, and I understand that. And you could have added those, those Pac-12 schools to the Big Ten West, but it really wouldn't have made sense. I found that to be a weird dynamic for that argument to be made, that if you just put, because they're the West schools, right? But there's a long stretch of land to go from Iowa and Wisconsin all the way out to Oregon and Washington, right? You're going from the the furthest part of the country. It's not like this was Kansas or Arizona for that matter. Those schools are much further out. And, and I think it's the right thing to do to just be divisionless and just let the top two teams from the conference, like the Big 12 was doing. And I hope they plan to do that as well. I can't confirm or deny that, but you got to, I, I think they did it right by ending divisions. And then this is another good thing for Penn State. This really benefits them over the next five years. Only one trip to the, only one trip to the West Coast. You don't have to, that's going to, that would be taxing, right? To go constantly and fly, maybe make two, I haven't, heavens forbid, uh, three trips out to the West Coast like that, but. You don't play USC in Oregon. You don't play USC in Washington. You might play them in the same season, but you're not going to play them in similar locations. Penn State doesn't have to hop on the jet, fly all the way across country for these games. I, I like that they don't have to make multiple cross-country trips. It's taxing. These players are student athletes. I believe in that still. I believe in going to class and getting a degree while at the same time playing your best sport, right? Where you're, where you're best at. My hope on top of this is that Bye weeks will be strategically scheduled for all the Big Ten schools, right? If that's USC traveling to Happy Valley, which they will do in 2026. But any of them, uh, USC going to Maryland, Oregon going to Rutgers, right? That those schools will benefit from the bye week. Same case in Penn State. If Penn State is going to go out to Oregon, UCLA, USC in 2024, they do travel out to Southern Cal in 2024. I would hope that a bye week would follow that trip. I think that that's, that's an adjustment. Those players haven't made those kinds of trips except on holiday break for those bowl games, right? But that, that's my point. And I think that is huge that Penn State and hopefully no other school in the Big Ten has to do that very frequently. I, I hope the Big Ten was able to sort that out. But there, there might be a couple exceptions here and there. Uh, it's very difficult to do when you have 18 teams. Now, there are some other takeaways that I have that I'm not exactly a fan of. Uh, they moved the USC game away from 2024. I was really excited for that one. Uh, and, and there's some other things to look at with the Big Ten schedule release. We'll get to that in just a second. Let's hear from our final sponsor of today's episode, and that is Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to take care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency, you actually have it. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus, an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. 
And Locked On Nittany Lions is proud and privileged to be your go-to podcast for happyvalleyinsider.com, Penn State rivals for all the latest, including coverage of UMass and then men's basketball, men's hockey, wrestling, all that is going to be up there at happyvalleyinsider.com. Penn State does not benefit from this. I like that the Trojans were coming to Happy Valley. Instead, Penn State's got to go out to Southern California and play USC out there. So moving USC in Beaver Stadium from 2024 to 2026 uh, is a loss. And now Penn State not only still plays USC, but they got to go out there and make that their first West Coast trip. I thought this was the streak ender. Okay, everybody knows about this. I brought it up. Pat Crafts made it very aware. The everydayers know this. Steve Jones, play-by-play voice of Penn State. He's been on the show. But Penn State has opened up too many Big Ten conference schedules. They have opened up conference play. Too many times on the road. I, I've lost count. It's what 13 of the last 14, 14 of the last 15, and seven years in a row. That is unacceptable. I thought this was going to change. When I saw USC as the home team in the original Big Ten slate, that this is how it would work, and now that one's moved to 2026, you still could do it, I, but, the, but the jury's out on that. I don't know if the dilemma gets fixed, but I, it just seemed like a storybook type of setup. Pat Kraft comes to save the day, strong arms the Big Ten into making Penn State and USC the Big Ten home opener for the Nittany Lions, the first Big Ten game of the season. Then you make that the whiteout. You make that one the whiteout. Now you, you just got to wait uh, three more years, 2026. I've talked to some older Penn State fans, alumni, about that game. The Penn State whiteout uh, against Iowa this season. There were people that decided to sell their tickets. They weren't, well, the Hawkeyes have played Penn State in the whiteout, and the Hawkeyes just don't don't have it this year. They're not that good. It wasn't as exciting for a lot of fans, even though that was a second record crowd. That was second in the crowd ratings. But USC and Penn State, those people I talked to lit up. Like, that was the one. That was must-see for the legacy diehards when it comes to Penn State football. So Penn State, USC 2026, when it happens, that will be the record crowd in Beaver Stadium history. That one's going to be a sellout, and that is going to see ticket prices through the roof, and it's also going to be the the highest crowd in Penn State history. And for the Big Ten home opener streak, uh, playing on the road, that, that'd still be determined. That, that one's out of my control, but I thought it would have worked out nicely with Penn State and USC in, in 2024. Quickly, let's compare those differences in the schedule as we wrap this one up on the show. For Penn State now, in 2024 to 2025, this is what it originally was. In 2024, the home opponents were Michigan State, Nebraska, Northwestern, Ohio State, and USC. And then on the road, Indiana, Purdue, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. Honestly, the 2024 schedule worked out very well originally for Penn State. I want to make that distinction. This is the current schedule now with Oregon and Washington factored in. For the home games, Illinois, UCLA, Ohio State, Maryland, Washington, then on the road, Minnesota, Purdue, USC, and Wisconsin. So, you know, some subtle changes there. Then in 2025, this was the original. Illinois, Minnesota, Rutgers, UCLA. That was home. On the road, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, USC. That is quite the gauntlet for 2025, if I'm being honest. That was originally the schedule. This is the new 2025 schedule for Penn State. Home, Indiana, Northwestern, Nebraska, Oregon, on the road, Iowa, Michigan State, Ohio State, Rutgers, UCLA. Still pretty difficult, if I must say, but those were those were the first two years uh, for, for the schedule, and they, they now made it five. Another takeaway that I had from this, and this is just kind of, like I said, the big picture stuff. 
it gets more difficult to schedule out conference opponents out of con it gets more difficult to schedule out of conference opponents non-conference opponents when you have nine big 10 teams you got to play that means only three games are available during the regular season i know uh, difficult math here but for the next five to six years you already have your non-conference games picked out uh, this is difficult to do because, yes, Penn State is still going to schedule the cupcake games, the tune-up games, the games that bring money to Beaver Stadium. You have to have those early in the season. The Akrons, the Buffaloes, the Delawares, those are still going to be a part of it then. But some people might complain, well, what about playing Pitt? Uh, Syracuse is coming up. What about Virginia Tech again because COVID took that home-and-home home series away? How about Alabama? Get West Virginia on the schedule again. That's not going to be easy to do. Penn State coach James Franklin has said, talked about this. It is going to be extremely difficult to play respectable power five schools that are non-conference because they want that home and home. All these smaller group five schools are going to schedule. They're going to come to Beaver stadium every single time because they're not going to trade a home and home series, but the non-traditional non-conference games are going to be a lot tougher. The next time that they could hypothetically play Pitt or West Virginia isn't going to be until 2030 and, and beyond. But these new additions to the conference are essentially that when you think about it. Instead of scheduling a home and home against Alabama, now that's USC. Washington, Oregon, okay, replace West Virginia with, like I said, UCLA or Oregon. You, you get what I'm saying here. But that is essentially it. Penn State is not going to. So the people that value the, I understand valuing the tradition, the history, and wanting more Penn State versus West Virginia. Penn State versus Pitt. I get that, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen for quite some time. I, I could see Penn State playing Pitt maybe after 2030, but that's when the window opens up. I'm not even making that prediction. That's just when the window of that discussion can happen again. And it's going to be difficult to do because Pitt is going to want Penn State to come to Acrisure Stadium. And when you have nine conference opponents, you got to have seven home games. That is going to be very difficult to do. It's a very tight window that Penn State is going to have to be able to fit that into. Here's my last takeaway before we end this show, and it's it's unusual that we know Penn State's opponents for all of the next five years out like this. Normally, we're on the edge of our seat waiting for next season's opponents, and the Big Ten like to take its time, but this ultimately has to do with the conference now being contracted with CBS, Fox, NBC, because originally the rights were shared back and forth between two competing networks in Fox and ESPN. And now you don't have that CBS, NBC and Fox are essentially all on the same team. Yes, they are technically rival networks, but they're in this together. The big 10 had different contracts with Fox and ESPN and they had to fight over that. So these, these three main cable providers, they are collaborating on the same team. So that is why we're able to know the next, five years like this because they're working towards making the schedule work for all of them rather than competing against the likes of ESPN. Now, what does this mean for the future of expansion? Because you just released a five-year conference schedule. I anticipated the likes of Clemson, Notre Dame, another ACC school coming in. What does that mean? Can the schedule be changed around? Are they going to adjust anything? Is it locked in? It's really difficult to say. Uh, I would. The, the goal is to get to 20. They would like to get Notre Dame and another school. I thought it would have been Stanford or, some, or somebody, but 
maybe Clemson down the road. I don't know. I can't speculate that far, but I know the Big Ten has had a stated goal that they would like to get to 20 and eventually move to five divisions of four teams. When you think about that, or four divisions of five teams, however they want to split it up. I'm not going to split hairs myself here. That'll do it for this edition of Locked On Nittany Lines. Again, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Become an everydayer. Help out the show. I appreciate the support by you listening and watching this one today. Let me know in the comments what you think about the Big Ten schedule coming out from 2024 to 2028. All of Penn State's opponents are out there. If you like it, you don't like it, you hate it, you want to see more pit, I'm happy to have the discussion with you. For more Penn State football coverage, keep it right here on Locked On Nittany Lines.